Hello, and welcome back to Cast. You are listening to an episode for Season 10, Episode 20, Angel Heart, and Season 10, Episode 21, Dark Dynasty. Welcome back to EdgyCast. I am one of your newbies, Paul Mackey, in Duluth, Minnesota, with my lovely wife, Darcy. Hello. And we are also joined at the top, as you heard, by our expert, Bianca. Hi. And we are also joined by our other newbie, Yvette. Hey. Hello, everybody. We've all got, well, at this house, we've all got Band-Aids on our arms, because we all just got our flu shots. Yay, flu shots. (laughs) Which is... (laughs) Which is not me showing off to everyone else in the world, but actually saying, hey, everybody, get your flu shots. <laughs> yeah, I got mine last week. I awesome. got mine a couple of weeks ago because I had Yay, you guys. Cool. Fantastic. <laughs> We're a little we, later than everybody, aren't apparently. we? Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but still still early, really. Still timely, yes. It is yeah. early. It I is usually timely. wait till the like the last two weeks of, of October. Is usually yeah, I was just going to say, it's... Spoiler alert for the timeline. It is the first week of October as we record this. Wow. Yeah. And I just released an episode that we recorded like three weeks ago. <laughs> well, that's not terrible. Yeah. Or yeah. well, maybe four weeks. I don't know. I, I, the, I don't know. We've got one more in the can and then this one. All right. So pretty good. <sighs> All right. Cool. Um, yeah. So we could get into these things. Let's do we it. Sure can. All right, we're going to start tonight with uh, 1020, which is called Angel Heart, which is which one? Uh, this is the one where Castiel's daughter comes back. Again. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, is this the first time we meet uh, Castiel's wife? Well, not Castiel, uh, but... Uh, Jimmy's, yeah, no, Jimmy's wife was in the uh, when in the episode where, where Jimmy came back and Castiel seemed to be gone, or was gone. Okay, so she has been in it before. And was that the same episode where they showed the the origin of Castiel, uh, or you know, the origin of Jimmy handing off to Castiel? Or was that in a separate episode? I can't remember. Um, I'm looking it up right now. Actually, she first appeared in season four, towards the end of season four. Okay, so that's probably the one where where Castiel was gone and Jimmy was on his own. Yes. Yep. So just the one. Okay, but they are different people who played it. Okay. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Because I was like, there's no way that I that Leisha Haley was on this show and I didn't notice it. (laughs) Yeah. It was a different woman the first time. Okay. All right. That makes perfect sense. Because I didn't want to look it up just in case she happened to come back or whatever. But I was like, I I know know. Leisha Haley has not been on the show before. I don't know that actress from anything else. Who is she? She was on the L word, like all the seasons. She's been in like a butt ton of lesbian movies, like tons and tons and tons. Um, she was on a bunch of Yo Play commercials and she was in the band The Murmurs in the 90s that I was like obsessed oh, with when I was in oh, high the school. So. You suck. <laughs> I saw them in Lincoln, Nebraska. 
Yeah. You're probably 95. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think she's from Nebraska, actually. That's plausible. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Okay. I just looked it up. Yeah. That's so funny. Because <laughs> I was like, I only know her as Castiel's wife. <laughs> or Jimmy, Jimmy's wife. Uh, she dated Katie Lang for a long time as well. Oh, wow. So. Oh, neat. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, yeah, I was very, when I saw her, I was like, oh, my God, it's Leisha Haley. This is crazy. But, <laughs> okay. So that's crazy that they picked a different actress. But all right. That's it cool. was. It's really cool that you gave us all that background. I had no idea. Yeah, I'll right. Out, I'll just point out for any listeners who are unaware that, we, that You Suck is a song title, not, not something that we're saying in unison. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it was a really good song. Yes, agree. All right. Um, now, and I couldn't remember. Did Claire say that she was dead? That, that Amelia was dead, or did he, did she just say that they uh, they broke past past ways, uh, parted ways? She said that she had left her. Okay, and that her grandma had died. Yeah, yeah, okay. her grandma was the one that died. Okay, I got a little mixed up on that. So, at the beginning, Amelia Novak is dreaming over and over that Jimmy has has come home, but in reality, she's strapped to a bed. And a man soothes her briefly, then cuts her arm where a wispy substance leaks out, and the man sniffs it up. I thought it was some kind of, like, grace thing, but apparently it's soul light, according to Supernatural Wiki. Hmm. Yeah, we've seen so many different iterations of, like, a wispy, cool-tone light (laughs) that's magical. We tend to forget what it means season to season, but in this instance, (laughs) that is what the effect is. All right, but he can just uh, siphon off part of her soul and keep her alive for more of it, apparently. That's crazy. Yeah, because we saw Bobby's whole, like, altogether soul light in that one episode. I don't remember that. I don't remember much, so. It's like essence. Yes. It just depends on who it's coming from. Like Gelflings. Like Gelfling essence. Uh-huh. Don't know what that means. No, me neither. Sure oh. oh my gosh! You guys are not are not fans of the Dark Crystal. I take it. I know mm. I saw it when I was a kid, but I don't really remember it. I just remember yeah. the way those things looked. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I that. And then they they rebooted it. It's really awesome. Age of Resistance. Yes. So. There's no more of that coming, apparently. Yeah, I know. Not everybody liked it like I did. All right. Uh, but so anyway, uh, the man sniffs, sniffs out some of that uh, soul light, and then she's returned back to the dream. Meanwhile, daughter Claire found a guy named Ronnie at a bar who might be the last person that Amelia spoke to. He denies having any knowledge and leaves, and when she chases him down outside, he says he never heard of Amelia Novak. But of course, she never said Novak. Then he pushes her down, and she's knocked out against a dumpster. He's good enough to check on her and call 911, but then he leaves. And he looked so really conflicted. familiar. What's that? I said, so conflicted. Yeah. He looked really familiar to me, and um, I was I, it was on like the tip of my brain. I knew he'd been cast at some point in the past in this series. And uh, Supernatural Wiki confirmed that he was in Exile on Main Street. He was Dean's buddy. Oh. Okay. His neighbor, yeah. when he's mad yeah, at Lisa. That's right. Yes. So, anyways, that was interesting to me. Uh, Castiel meets Sam and Dean outside the hospital, uh, where he's been called because uh, he was on her phone list, contact list on her phone. Um, there's a really weird, like, 
the the car the car starts to pull around the corner and then there's this really weird like extreme bluesy organ lick that plays on the score and i even turned to darcy and said that's really weird yeah i noticed that too uh but anyways uh, and then they visit Claire. Dean reluctantly. She gives them the clues that led her there. While they discuss it outside, she slips away. Did you all remember why Dean and Claire do not like one another? Yes. Personally. Did you? I did not. I remember. She, I couldn't remember either. <laughs> well, she had, she'd met up with those two people that were like, oh, well, yeah, we can get you out of trouble with, with the, the guy that's that's giving you trouble. And they were going to assault Dean. And meanwhile, oh, yeah. Dean was in full throes of the mark of Cain, and he was like, he, he almost uh, he almost followed through on his urges to just kill kill the hell out of those guys. Instead, he beat up a bench, and you know. yeah, that was when she was working for like Grifter Fagan. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, this was just just after she was working for Grifter Fagan because Grifter Fagan died, and she was going to seek oh, revenge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so they they were gonna they were gonna kill Dean for her. So she arranged to have him killed, and uh, he meanwhile murdered Grifter Fagan guy. So they they, they had their they had their uh, beef with each other. Beef. They had an uneasy truce by the end of that episode, if I remember correctly. So this was uh, they they didn't care to see each other again, but it wasn't exactly uh, death stares per se. <laughs> Uh, Dean and Cass go to confront Ronnie, who says nothing until Dean roughs him up, and then he admits he took uh, Amelia to a faith healer named Peter. He says he hasn't seen Peter in a long time, but when they leave, he calls Peter, and Peter appears, and blinds him, and stabs him with an angel blade. Mm. That was so awful. (laughs) And I must have missed the part. (laughs) Well, he's the one who gets stolen from all the time to pay you, Paul. Yes. Robbing Peter. Absolutely. (laughs) So that's why he's so crabby. But at least I've been paid, so you know. (laughs) It's okay. That's why I married you. You were supposed to get paid all the time. (laughs) Well, there's only so many Peters in the world. I suppose. God. Um, Yeah, so I I missed somehow in the whole conversation that they were having at the bar that that he had been blind and the faith, faith healer cured his sight. Yeah, and that's why he blinded him at the end. I was yeah, like, that's how he knew that he was a legit miracle worker. And that's why he blinded him again at the end. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh huh. What do you guys think of this guy, this Peter guy? What do you think of this like character? This... I thought it was really sad when he was blinded again. Like, yeah. Oh well, yeah. You, but you mean Peter? Yeah. The actual the the Grigori. Yeah. The. This this is a new kind of creature. Yeah, I oh, know. Oh, you mean him? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I felt like I felt like. So, is he the last of his kind, and we're never going to hear of it again? Is this one more variety of angel that we have to keep in mind? Yeah, I thought that too. So, I did try to file it away, not they, that it would necessarily work. But yeah, I, I think they I think they implied that that uh, this is a one off for this story, and he's never that that kind of angel is never coming back because they barely knew that they were still around. Yeah, they said that they had been extinct, which is a weird thing for an angel to be. Yeah, it's it's an odd word to use. They said they had all gone rogue, right? Was that? Yep. Yeah, yeah. That there was a there was a unit of them that went rogue. Oh, a unit went rogue. So I don't know. 
But again, then again, the uh, first season of this show, they said that vampires were extinct, and uh, we've certainly seen a heck of a lot of them afterward. That's right. Near extinct. Near extinct. That happens all the time. Sure. Say that something's extinct, uh, shows up again later. I guess that does actually yeah. happen kind of a lot. Like, I feel like it's always like, oh, extinct fish found off the coast of whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I remember when quarantine first <laughs> was deeply a thing, there was like, uh, was it like a type of bobcat or something that came out or like a fox of some kind that appeared in like this town square and it hadn't been seen for X amount of decades and people thought that it was totally extinct because, um, you know, people were living in the town, but when everyone was forced inside, it was like, oh, okay, it's safe. I can walk around. Yeah. Sorry, that was like a crappy reference. I can't remember where it was or what the creature was. Huh. Hmm. Could be. I know we've seen a lot more of a certain rare fox than uh, we had last summer. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It just won't go away. (laughs) Not till he's 18, probably. Well, yes. Yeah, so maybe another Grigori will come out of hiding. Yes, once all the humans are safe in their houses. And uh, I did not, I did not catch at that point. I, I believe they may may have underplayed the uh, the sword angle at that point because I th- I thought it was just Angel Blade. I did too. I didn't catch that it was different. Yeah, I didn't catch it was different either. So I think that was intentional. Uh, Sam is waiting at Claire's room when she gets there. The Claire's hotel room, motel room. Uh, she wants to leave right away, but he offers to teach her how to hack cre- credit card records like her mom's. Yvette, I thought of you when this happened because you had just asked last time you recorded. You were like, so how do they get the money again? <laughs> like, no, I had the same thought. I was like, oh, y'all are still pulling scams. Okay. <laughs> nice. I'm glad. Yeah, you, th- you heard her. I think our I think our theory was valid though. You'd think that there was enough valuable crap at the bunker to just uh, get by on selling stuff. Yeah, so that's some museums and yeah. Oh, just I mean, just uh, like, I, like I said, I figured it was a, a bin full of precious jewels and stuff that you could use if money was treasure was a problem. Pirate booty. Yes, I'm sure they had booty in there. <laughs> ah, I'm letting that one ride. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, Castiel and Dean arrive at the motel room, and Cass gives her a stuffed cat for her 18th birthday. Or stuffed animal cat, not stuffed like. And then cats. Paul not a taxidermy and Darcy cat. and their family watched a movie about that stuffed animal's Christmas with every single <laughs> actor <laughs> in the Vancouver area has somehow been in. <laughs> Um, yep. I love that movie. <laughs> um, yeah, just the other day, Dar- uh, Iris was watching some Disney sitcom, uh-huh. and I was like, "That guy looks so familiar. I I know exactly who that guy is, but I don't know exactly who that guy is. Who is that guy?" And I looked him up, and it was um, it was Andy from the Simon Says episode way way back. Oh. The one who could uh, who could convince people to do things just by saying things. Oh, interesting. The one who talked Dean out of the oh. Cool. That was a neat episode. Yes. Okay. 
Uh, but anyways, um, they learn of a police report about Ronnie being found dead in the alley outside the bar. And uh, at that point, Cass pulls, uh, Cass pulls Sam aside and tells him Dean is getting worse. Which, even that, I was like, I, I don't know. I mean, it, he, he went a little bit wild at the bar, but I wouldn't have called that like, oh my god, that's a horrible sign. Well, here's the thing. People can, like, read anything into anything. Sure. You think that yeah. somebody's going bad, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, they're bad. Ooh, look at them go so bad. Yeah. Okay. That happens. Okay. Yeah, I was like, okay, so Dean got her a little rough with the guy, but uh, they were trying to get information. Yeah, I think it's because he's so hyper to watching for signs of him starting yeah. to slip. Sort of like right now, if you go out and you're at the supermarket and somebody sneezes, you're like, oh my god! Oh my god! Hold your breath! Three hours away. It's like, it's a similar sort of thing where it's like, hey, listen, uh, I think I think we might need to worry because I saw this thing happen. So uh, they figure out where Peter's farm is and Cass and Sam go to check it out while Dean and Claire remain behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Claire for safety and Dean for don't go freaking out, Dean. <laughs> for Dean's safety. <laughs> for, yeah, for everybody else's safety from Dean. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's true. Uh, Cass and Sam find um, uh, yeah, Cass and Sam find Amelia at the farm. Uh, where Cat, where Cass is unable to heal her wounds, I guess. Because she's too far gone. Well, because they were inflicted with a uh, holy angel. blade, I think. Yes. Um, an angel, an angel blade. It looked like a some sort of a lance, though, wasn't it? It was a sword. Well, no, when he was oh, cutting when he was her, cutting her, it, was it wasn't like the same. Little... It wasn't. Oh, it wasn't. Yeah, it was like a little lancey thing. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. What are you doing? Just Sorry, recording an episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me, yes. I'm hanging out. <laughs> I talk to my cat like she's a person. Mm-hmm. This is a problem sometimes when I'm on the phone with others. She's, she was just on, she just came over to the couch. And I had a bunch of half-folded laundry on the couch and she was just standing there ripping it all down like what why why do you have to pull everything off the couch and be a jerk anyway (laughs) (laughs) yes sorry paul (laughs) you are i'm just recording a podcast (laughs) a summary i wrote it myself based on other ones that i saw uh, Dean's going a little stir crazy, and uh, he takes Claire out to go play mini golf. Do you guys remember when you could go out and play mini golf? <laughs> you remember the one time we went out and played like nighttime mini golf in Lincoln? Yeah, I totally do. It was fun. Yeah, I don't think that Captain Jay's or whatever his name is over in Superior has nighttime mini golf. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. My boss was always trying to get us to go play mini golf, and nobody ever wanted to go. I bet everybody would would jump at the opportunity. You know? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah, now it seems uh, seems kind of nice. I think that you know we went we all went out to get our flu shots together. That's like the first time we went out somewhere all together that we actually went in a building together. Yeah, yeah, because uh, 
we the the three of us, me and me and Darcy and Iris, yesterday went out to uh, a little like a um, but that's replica outdoors. farm. Yeah, it was an outdoor thing. It's not in inside a building. Yeah, and then, you know we've gone to parks and stuff, but we haven't. We haven't gone in buildings. No, it no. was very very unusual. I'm the building goer inner. You are of the family. Okay. Uh, they're uh, playing. There's an odd coincidence of uh, of uh, the final hole and a golf club that makes Dean realize the odd marks on Ronnie were from a sword hilt. Of course, as Claire said, you got all that from a golf club, and to which we say, you got all that from a golf club. That's right. <laughs> or in my case, of there were marks around that wound because <laughs> I did not remember that. Had like two little dots, right? Yeah, it was it was cast going. The, the it seems like it's from an angel blade, but there's extra marks, burns of some sort that I don't mm-hmm. know what they are. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even know everything. So they do some research and find out that Peter is likely a Grigori variety of angel or a Watcher angel. So now they enjoy eating human souls. Is the uh, yes their thing? The rogue okay. ones do. The rogue ones. But yes. the other ones just, like, watched people? Was that... Watched something. But does that mean that all angels could just be, like, subsisting on eating human souls? I don't know. Because uh, that'd be kind of cool. Well, I mean, Cass was amassing human souls for power back in the day. But was he was he eating them? Well, he was ingesting. You know, they were, like, beco- becoming one with them or something. They were... Osmosising? Yeah. He was absorbing them. Hmm, Delicious. Cool. Uh, so they go out to the farm where Sam and Cass have been waylaid by the Grigori. Sam has been chained up and uh, everything. Amelia gets stabbed by the angel sword trying to protect Claire. And then there's a big chaotic fight. And in the end, Claire kills Peter uh, with his own sword, I believe. By the time they get back around to her, she's done. Yeah. But Amelia meets up with Jimmy in heaven. Aww. I didn't say a whole lot about that, but it was kind of nice. I mean, for 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 two characters, I mean, we see a lot of cast, but for two characters, we basically barely met. Right, but then they get to go back and have their their heaven, their normal. And Claire is going to live with Jody Mills, as the boys are sending her there. And Dean gives Claire a book about Enochian myth, as he reveals that he knows that she stole the angel sword after the fight. Yep. And uh, that's everything I have for that episode. Because, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. So, uh, do we have a winner or loser or both? Ooh. I didn't uh, really think that went over too hard. I didn't think it over at all. Hmm. I mean, Sam didn't do much this episode. And he even got caught, didn't he? Get caught? Yeah. So I don't think Sam can win. Nah. It's kind. Of, I mean, it's kind of one of those episodes where the boys are kind of they're they're there and they're fighting, but they're not really part of the situation. They're not necessarily gaining any ground either. So yeah, I guess no one. Wins. I'd go in either. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's more of like a Castiel episode than anything else. Yeah. Um, because it's about you know it's about his struggle with the relationship 
he has with this girl and whether or not he should even have a relationship with this girl who's like his pseudo daughter you know he's got a lot of guilt about what he you know who he took away from her um but he still walks and but he's not so um that's really what we're supposed to be thinking about but but does does castiel win in this situation i don't know that he would win either even I don't though think anybody gets to win there is no winning i guess kinda... jimmy's the winner because he gets his wife, wife dead back. <laughs> gets his really wife back. <laughs> back. He gets her back uh, he gets her back because she's dead yeah that was so awkward too when they finally unite and he's like, oh my goodness, I'm so glad you're dead in here with me. How's our daughter? And instead of being like, she's so crushed and broken by the loss of both her parents, she's like, she's so strong. <laughs> like, I was like, that's uh, not how I see it. Yeah. Right, you're right. You, you go ahead. You tell them what you want. Uh, we do have feedback. Yay. Yay. And Nutty says... I love Claire, and I like that this gives us a resolution for Jimmy, and Claire gets to live with one of my favorites ever, Jody. Sweet. I mean, that that girl is definitely, like, she can definitely act. I think she's, like, a quality CW-tier actress, you know? Mm -hmm. She could definitely, um, she had screen presence, do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, she's, she's been the lead on something, I know. I just can't remember what it is. Hmm. Yeah, so you, you know that that aspect makes you want to pay attention to her more than you would other ancillary characters who come in and out, because um, she's got some presence. So oh, and like, she was oh. the girl, and she was the girl in Detective Pikachu. Like, oh, really? Yes. Oh boy, that was a great movie. <laughs> it was fun. I think we paid like movie theater money for that one, didn't we? And we, we saw it with all, both of the children. Yeah, uh, so it was back when you went to movie theaters. Yes. Oh, you're feeding the cats? Awesome. Yeah. Um, so we should probably rate, I guess. Yeah. Or quote. I mean, if there's any, any quotes that. Uh, I know that Bianca is the one who collects the quotes if if anybody's collecting them usually these days. Um I I can say this one. Uh you know, Dean Dean and Claire have several moments in this episode. Mm-hmm. You know, it's her birthday and he hands her a gun, is like, Happy birthday. <laughs> then you find out later, like, no, he didn't actually give her that gun, he took it back. Um but he says Claire, you already got your revenge. If you go down this path, our path, it's not a long life. She says, I don't know. You seem pretty old. That was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> that is good. You know, because he, you know, and at the beginning, even Castiel is like, I need your help. I need you to be backup. And both the Winchesters are like, why? He's like, you two were troubled teens. You speak her language. <laughs> So uh, Dean is like, listen, you don't have to, you don't have to grow into me. You know, I can see, I can see part of you is so angry 
about, you know, your situation, but you were able to sort of get revenge in this one moment. So like, please don't, please don't throw it all away. You know, you have a chance at security here because I know this woman that you're going to go stay with and she's really cool. So don't be a hunter. Just, just live your life. She's like, you're an old man. I can do whatever I want. Uh, do we think she's going to become a hunter? Yeah. Yeah, she wants to. She wants to. She's going to be with Jody, who was, I mean, hunter. probably capable, probably you know, semi-capable of telling her not to be, but also is a hunter, basically. No. Right. So. Yeah, Jody's. She's like, yeah. She's not. Uh, she's she's definitely hunter adjacent, at least. I mean, she's she's got enough knowledge and has had enough of that whole uh, hunter tragic past to. Uh, <laughs> that's true that's that's how it starts I didn't want to look uh, I didn't want to look Claire up because I didn't want to know if she comes back again but I definitely think yeah this we're going to see her again as a hunter soon enough yeah we got five more seasons so it, it's possible alright who wants to kick off rating then um, I'll go first Great. I didn't hate this one um it was good to see Alicia Haley in something. Uh, we got a Willie Nelson song. I don't have any real complaints. Uh, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain. Ah. Good one. Yeah, I liked the episode. I especially liked that there was a pause on the Rowena storyline. Uh, and I, But I was kind of surprised there was another Claire episode this season after uh, the, the, the first two that we had earlier in the season. Uh, but I suspect, I suspect she's probably out of the way for now, uh, coming up on the finale. And it seems like they were determined to wrap up the stories for everyone directly related to her. Um, so I suppose she's, she, I mean, they, they could theoretically write her out at this point if they needed to, because she, you know, everybody that is directly related to her is gone. Castiel still feels guilt about it, but is not necessarily directly related yeah um and then uh i did say uh yet another class of angel i wonder if he's the last of his kind uh so yeah i'm going uh seven out of ten did you want one of those you go ahead grab whatever you want uh hot topicals (laughs) (laughs) oh good one i can't believe i forgot to mention that quote because yeah that's definitely a favorite that was pretty funny that made me laugh um I don't know. It was it was good. I, you know, it was it, it was you know, kind of a monster of the week, but you know, with some undertones of the of the rest of the season going through. Uh, but I still feel like we we got somewhere. I don't know. Um, and it it was good to see uh, Claire again. So I'm gonna give it uh, seven out of ten uh, tartar sauce stuffies. Pour one out. <laughs> Pour one out for the late tartar sauce. No. Yeah, I will also give it um, a 7 out of 10. I'll give it a 7 out of 10 goings. This is that last line. The cab driver is like, are you coming home or going home? Or are you leaving home or going home? And she says, just going. All right. All right, so that gives this episode... Wait, it gives it a seven because everybody said seven. Oh, yeah. That was the easy one. I didn't even have to do that one. Good job. Don't need to do that. No math. No math. 
No math. Very, very, very simple math. All right. Uh, so I guess we should move into the uh, second episode for tonight, the uh, the other episode for tonight, which is 1021 Dark Dynasty. Not to be confused with... Dynasty. No. Duck Dynasty. <laughs> Duck oh, that Dynasty. too. <laughs> Dynasty. That didn't even occur to me. Just really? a, Dynasty was the only thing that occurred to me. Really? Yes. Because that's totally what I thought when they... But at any rate... It's probably a reference to Duck Dynasty more sure than it is. I'm pretty sure it is. All so. right. Go ahead. Yeah, oh, which one is this that? This episode aired in 2015, so you're probably right. Uh, yeah. This is the one where Charlie dies. Oh. Uh, All right. Okay. Didn't like that. No. And her hair was still so cute. This is the only episode where I didn't hate Rowena. And then <laughs> this had to happen. <laughs> I was like, oh, sweet. Maybe she can turn... Uh, you know, Charlie into a witch. That'd be kind of cool. Like, it makes narrative sense if that happened. I would be into it. No. Didn't happen. Or at least some kind of techno-pagan or something. And then oh. Rowena's makeup wasn't <laughs> as, as uh, dramatic, so she wasn't as terrible to look at. Well, she's been locked up and uh, chained know, up for a long time. I know, I know. So she doesn't have the eyeliner. She can't freshen up, yes. So <laughs> I was kind of glad she didn't. Worked out for me. Well, I was like, okay, she's actually, like, making some sense. Like, this actually, like, I get it. Like, yeah, witches historically were, like, women who had been cast off for, like, being different or being queer or, like, being weird or whatever. Or, like, like, autonomous. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Usually that they had money is what it was. And then they would, um, you know, throw them in jail and then the sheriff could take whatever so that's why they did it. But anyway, in this like sort of like, you know, mystical story, a person who is very smart, has a lot of skills, powerful, independent woman, why not make her a witch? But no, they did this instead. Yep. They did it. They did. Uh, so starting the summary, a girl shows up at night to an office for a clinical study. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a shady looking doctor looks into her eyes and then tries to kiss her she pushes him away but he slits her throat and then harvests her eyeballs putting them on ice and jumping out the window I pulled the blanket over my head and waited until it was over I think that he wasn't actually trying to kiss her I think that he was just like bringing her face closer for the eyeball thing but it's definitely Mm -hmm. shot in a way that's very assaulty because I think you're supposed to think that that's what he's doing. No, they actually they they, they wrote it in to the uh, the uncle's diatribe afterwards. Monroe, uh, I think was his name. Saying really? Yeah, he, he says it, but it. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Why would that be what he's doing? Well, like, I get. I mean, I guess that him. is what they were saying, but it's just yeah. weird. Yeah, he said he was trying to get himself. I can't remember what the phrasing was, but it basically. Oh yeah, been, you're right. Yeah, they did sort of allude to it. I guess. Yeah. Part of why he got caught was because he was uh, messing around before actually just getting down to the business of yeah. harvesting eyeballs. He had just taken care of business right away. That would have never happened. There would have been no shrieking or anything. No janitor and whatever. Yeah. Y'all, the, that, this whole, like, Frankenstein nonsense is so stupid. <laughs> so dumb. Wait, wait, you should have seen the look we gave each other when they're like, the other name is... Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Like, oh, for uh, God's sake, did they really do this? 
Yeah, there yeah. was no need for such a thing. No, I I loved this when I first watched this episode. <laughs> I was like, you know, nonsense like this was why I first started watching the show. You know, it's like a bunch of pretty dudes with accents that are not always great, but they're there. A bunch of pretty dudes doing off-the-wall mystical stuff. It's just funny. So to have him be like, Frankenstein. like, perfect! (laughs) (laughs) Perfect! (laughs) It's exactly in line with what this show is all about. All right. I I just kept thinking about, is it like 30 Rock where they say like Frankensteins, like multiple Frankenstein? I don't know. Like in my mind, I just kept imagining like Tracy Morgan or something saying Frankensteins. (laughs) It's fabulous. I don't know what any of you are talking about. All right. Well, as usual on this summary, I feel like I said a whole lot too much and then also felt like I skimmed over things way too fast. So uh, go ahead and let me know if I'm skimming over anything way too fast. Okay. Uh, Sam and Rowena are having a spat over the translation. She's still having trouble with the code used. Is she having trouble or is she just trying to... Stall? String it out. They even called her on it. Perhaps. Uh, Monroe Stein rebukes... Monroe Stein rebukes Eldon the eye harvester for being sloppy, trying to get it on with his victim and getting seen by the janitor. Uh, Eldon is set to clean up, sent to clean up that mess, and his brother Eli, meanwhile, is to keep hunting for Charlie. Complicated. Eli wanted to know why Eldon still was was uh, getting sent on important jobs, and he got slapped down and told to go back out, out looking for Charlie. I guess. Yeah, it bothers me that their names are so similar. Or that they both start with E-L. Yes. (laughs) Couldn't one of them be, like, Georgie? (laughs) Just just reverse the E-L and Leroy or something? Leroy Stein. (laughs) Uh, At the bunker, Dean has found records of the Steins going back 200 years or so. But before that, there's nothing. For some reason. I wonder why. Oh God! And so, then they, did they explain why they left wherever they were from in Europe? I guess they didn't really go into that. No, I think you're just supposed to understand that they they left. They decided to flee their old life because uh, Mary Shelley had outed them in her they book. Got too famous. So they wanted to be as far as possible from from their old life and their old name. Okay. I was, I mean, I, that makes sense. I guess I'm just, I thought they were supposed to be like, I guess they never said this, but like in my mind, they were like aristocrats or something. And I was like, yes. well, why would you leave? Like, <laughs> when you just stay in your castle? Like, I don't yeah, know. that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. They felt threatened in some way, I guess. Too many uh, uh, torched... <laughs> Too many torch-bearing peasants. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> they, uh, they went into a producer's office and showed them the whole family cutting up all of the other people and putting them back together, and they asked what the act was, and they called them the aristocrats. Ha 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 ha. Not even funny sometimes. <laughs> God. Oh, God. <laughs> 
Uh, what? Dad joke quota achieved. <laughs> Just stop, won't you? Well, in any event, they abandoned their castle, went to Shreveport. I don't know why you would pick Shreveport. And... <laughs> Because now they're the kings, the, the lords of Shreveport. They're the gods of Shreveport. What's Shreveport like? I have no idea. That's where Eric Northman lives. <laughs> it looks like, um, like, like a bunch of strip malls. It's kind of like Dallas, but like sized down, 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 down. Like okay. it's just like strip malls and uh, industrial stuff, oil rigs. It's not pretty. Hmm. Not cute. I mean, the reason probably why they set them in Shreveport is because that that city was thrown around so often on True Blood that they're like, where's a place in Louisiana that's not New Orleans? Shreveport. Okay, let's say that. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps. I read all the books, but I never saw the series. I saw the first episode of the series and read oh. two or three of the books. Okay. I've so. seen all of the series, and... It's garbage and fun. Yeah. The books are garbage and fun, too. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And the, there, are parts, there are parts that the show does better than the books, but mostly the books are better. It's okay. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That shouldn't be that funny. <laughs> tired. Okay, um, where the hell are we? Um, oh, uh, yeah, so Dean finds that there's not really any records, and there's this whole thing where a murder victim was robbed of her eyes while the perp jumped out a third-floor window. So uh, we should check that out tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. Meanwhile, Sam sneaks out and brings Charlie to work with Rowena and has Cass watch them to keep them safe or from killing each other. Babysitter. I've liked them together. I don't know what it was about Charlie that made me like Rowena, but I was like, all right, I'm feeling this. I was like, oh, look, cool. it's quarantine. Yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> maybe the reason why you liked it was because it passed the Bechdel test. <laughs> and that could be it, honestly. When I'm not like, sure. Oh, look, two women talking to each other about their lives. What? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if... I mean, I'm sure there are probably a couple other episodes in the series that have done that, but I cannot think of them off the top of my head right now. Definitely not hipping 911. They're talking about the men in the situation the whole time, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's... um, There's uh, Joe... Joe and Mary Beth, am I remembering that correctly? The mother-daughter duo that ran that bar? Oh, Joe and... Uh, and uh, um, Helen, Ellen, Ellen, Ellen. Thank you, Mary Ellen. Mary Ellen. Megan will kill me. I don't. I don't remember. Uh -oh. Um, they probably talked about something other than men at one point. But yeah, we had, yeah, they're talking about hunting without it being specifically about any person. This is sort of like a unique, a unique moment so far in the series where yeah, they are talking about sort of. Stuff that isn't men. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. So. Who wrote this? Who wrote this episode? Yeah. That's a, I mean, sorry if it's a long process to find out, but I'm curious. Eugenie Ross Lemming? 
Okay. And Brad Buckner. Yeah, they're Bikini right sounds like a lady. Yeah, sure does. Hmm. Sounds like a British lady, sort of. I mean, they're um, both the first name and last name. Wow, has been writing for the show since the end. Oh my goodness, she wrote the episode that hooked me onto this series, which is an episode a lot of people hate from season one. That is Route 666. 666. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> which people like to say is the one with the racist trucks, but what I like to say is the one where Dean Winchester gets it on with the black woman. So, she wrote and that And racist episode. trucks. <laughs> and racist trucks. <laughs> that is, it's just simply not the defining to that episode <laughs> um, She has been writing At least three episodes A season continually And has so far written Three episodes in season 15 Yeah I thought they'd all, I thought they had almost uh, Cleaned house after uh, After season 5 But apparently she was uh, on all the whole time Brad Buckner is uh, Her writing partner So Yep. They all the episodes she's been on, you know, they have written together. She's done a couple other in this season as well. The Hunter Games and Paint It Black. Paint It Black. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, the boys investigate the murder. See the Stein tattoo on Eldon during the security uh, camera footage. So it's a Stein. It's a Stein. You're gonna sneeze. <laughs> oh, God! Hold on, guys. <laughs> Bless you. That's it. Okay, I think I'm done. Are you? Not positive. Uh, Rowena and Charlie Spar. Rowena saying they're similar people. This is the. This, I mean, this is the conversation that we were yeah. just talking about. I didn't say much about it there, but uh, but it was it was more than what I said there. But yeah. There's only so much you can say in a summary, I guess. Sorry. That's why we discuss. Yes. Uh, so there's this whole thing where Cass keeps calling Sam and he either doesn't answer or lies about who was on the phone to Dean. But uh, Dean finally picks up at one point when Sam leaves his phone on the table and Cass has to lie about what he's up to. Uh, somewhat badly. Yeah. yeah. I do like that everybody keeps pointing out over and over again how stupid it is that <laughs> Dean is lying. The, yeah. That Sam is lying. Sam is lying. Yeah. And by everybody, you mean Charlie. <laughs> Charlie and Castiel pointed out. Like, they're both like, come on. Yeah. Because it is stupid. Like, come on now. We, we've been doing this now for 10 seasons. We know this isn't good. Yeah. Dean is suspicious about Cass and Sam. Yeah. Duh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dean is attacked by Eldon while getting pizza. And Dean gets the upper hand and captures him. Taking you back to the bunker. And he gets yeah. to keep the upper hand later on. Well, oh. <laughs> you've already gotten your dad joke in. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, they, they chain him up, curiously, by one arm only. And uh, Sam and Dean question him. Sam leaves the room to talk to Cass on the phone. And Eldon tells Dean why the family is so powerful. It's surgery and bioengineering. It's technology <laughs> It's because the family's original name was, was, was. Oh, God. Frankenstein. F, F dun, is dun, for dun. Frankenstein and yes. also for Fabulous. Oh, so dumb. Also for Funny. 
because it's just it's just great. It's just great. We're watching a CW show. You know what else is it besides pretty boys in mystical drama? That's like the whole bread and butter of that whole network. <laughs> that is true. It's perfect. It's perfect. I will stand by this point. Then Eldon gets around to talking about the book and how he'll trade for the book. And Dean says, you can't trade for the book. It was destroyed. But Eldon reveals it's spell protected and cannot burn or otherwise be destroyed. Yeah. He's like, LOL, lies. <laughs> You've been lied to, man. <laughs> Dean goes to find Sam. And meanwhile, Eldon rips off his own arm and escapes, leaving the shackled arm behind. It was a yeah. nice arm. Why would you do that? It's a perfectly good arm, but he can get another. Yeah, because he, he can get another one. I thought we already went through all this with the doctor that could replace all his parts. Wait. Oh, did we have one of those? Yeah. was uh, the actor who was, oh, I don't know, he was on the X-Files with the popping corn. Oh, and... yeah. Was in the Untouchables. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, that was a creepy. That was like a creepy early on episode. I think that was where they were going to keep Dean alive forever, so he could never end up going to hell or something. I think that was the that was the, the subtext. Idea. That was what Sam wanted to happen. But yeah. Anyway, uh, Charlie is left to go back to her motel so she can work without Rowena. Yeah, she should not have done that. That was a bad plan. It felt, like, really, like, almost uncharacteristically stupid to, like, why would you go? You Like, you know stuff is hitting the fan elsewhere. I mean, I guess you don't know there's yeah. Frankensteins after you, but, like. <laughs> no, but she does because she's the one who was, like, you have to help me hide this book because these dudes are after me. Yeah, you're right. That's right. She did know Frankenstein's were out. So that was a- she got shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was. It just. It just felt stupid. Like she didn't know. She's why, smarter than this. But I kept wondering, like, why didn't you put on headphones? Like you're so yeah. proud of being a nerd. Don't you have some alienware shit in your bag that you can put on? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, it's true. You don't have a podcast to listen to. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could suggest a couple. It's it was it definitely was odd the whole way it, it played out cuz like I don't think Castiel would be that whiny either about like safety, you know? No. Like he knows that he has to he has to be there for the safety of like a bunch of things. So he shouldn't just walk away. It was just it was all just bad. Yeah. But she has the codex and book scanned to her tablet so that she can still work on uh, figuring out a code code solution, which she does, just as the Steins find her. She's able to lock herself in the bathroom and call the boys while the Steins work on breaking in, and she emails out her work and then smashes the tablet despite Dean saying she should give them everything instead of risking herself. Yeah, that scene was genuinely scary to me in some moments. Um like, if I knew that there was an angry man banging on the door because he was about to come get me, like, I would be terrified. And then you call your bros for help, and they're like, do whatever he says, because that's how scary he is. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Like, email your thing, and then just give him the Surface tablet. Because, again, we have to we have to pay attention to the fact that it's a Surface tablet. Um, yes. 
<laughs> like email the thing, but then give it to him and pretend it's still on there. Like wipe the device, be able to hand him something. So he feels like he got what he wanted. Is there a window? She's skinny. She would have fit. I don't think there was because she usually in situations like that in TV and movies, the windows in the bathroom. Yeah, I know. And that's, that's where she, that's where she was. Well, they break into the bathroom. She's not holding a tablet. She's holding a knife, ready for action. And the last sentence of the summary and basically the last scene of the episode, the boys find her later, dead in the bathtub. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't like that. I was all about this episode until that happened. And I was like, what the? What? Yeah. I was waiting for some twist for her to get out of it, but guess not. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think what they what they've tried to do, like they as in the writers, um, they've tried to give her an out where she's like, "Well, I'm going to go down fighting," kind of thing of like, "I'm my own person and I'm going to protect myself the way I want and I'm going to die my way." But it's also kind of like, "But you didn't have to die." And it's so out of character for you to be doing this, but she had her own demons and battles, and maybe part of her was just sick of running, but they don't really lay that subtext on thickly enough, if that's what they're going after. Right. All right, I don't... I'm just going to lead off saying I don't think anybody wins. Nobody wins. No. Especially Especially uh, considering the very end. Yeah, certainly not us. Yeah. Yep, yeah, because she was she everyone's favorite recurring character. I feel like she was. She was. I, although, I mean, really, by the time she they got to this season, they seemed to have somewhat run out of things to do with her because they had uh, they had. I mean, they had the split dark Charlie, light Charlie, and then they kind of had her in episodes where she wasn't starring. You know, mm-hmm. she was just kind of there. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like this is the last we'll see of her? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in, in theory, she could uh, she could show up in any uh, any episode. I think that was something that uh, they talked about in the uh, in the last episode. That uh, it's uh, it's never necessarily final in their line of work. Yeah. But it seemed pretty damn final. Hey, well, Bobby came back. So. Again and again yeah. and again. And some more. Yeah, Bobby can't stay away. Once a year. Gotta visit. Speak <laughs> cave. Uh, yes. Uh, we do have feedback. Uh, brief feedback. Nutty says, Dark Dynasty, they done Charlie wrong. Yep. Here, yeah, here. I agree. It's true. So I suppose we could rate this thing, if we want. Um, I'll go first. Um, like I said, the well, I guess I should address the real things first. Um, things are ramping up season wise. Um, you know, there's tension because Dean knows something's happening, but he doesn't know what. Uh, we've just had the death of a beloved character, we've been introduced to a new supernatural nemesis. Um, And then also just the fact that I love that they're hot Frankensteins. Come on. I love it. Um, I'm giving it 
eight out of ten hot Frankenstein's. <laughs> All right. Who's next? You are. Oh boy. Um, I'm I'm not as uh, I don't know. I, I mean, it was it was a good episode, but. I don't know. I, I didn't really like the Frankenstein part. They really didn't like the Charlie part. So I'm I'm gonna give it a six out of ten uh, hits of seventeen twenty three. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna go lower uh, because I've always found Rowena too goofy to be threatening, but it turns out I didn't know how goofy they planned to go. Uh, I, I'm not giving it much of a high ride rating. They killed Charlie and ludicrously added in some Frankenstein nonsense villains to do it. <laughs> uh, so I'm giving it a four, which is pretty low for me, out of ten. Uh, calendar Girls, because, uh, well, some people out there know what I mean by calendar. Speaking of technopics. <laughs> oh, no. It's apt. It fits. Yeah. Um, okay, so I, it feels like they murdered Charlie just so that the boys could have, like, some anger to, like, work off. Um, Fridged, yeah. Yeah, they fridged her, and I don't care for that. But I did genuinely like the parts where Rowena and Charlie were talking to each other about their lives as women. So that brings the score up for me. Um... But God, those Frankenstein's, I can't. Uh, so I'm going to give it a five out of ten. Um, I'm just going to say witches that could have been, because I really would have enjoyed that. So that gives this episode a, whoa, something went crazy. <laughs> it gives it I'm a gonna... whoa out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> I think my calculator did it wrong because it said 5.2, and that doesn't feel right, but maybe... It is. That's about right. Yeah, it sounds low, though. I don't know. It sounds right. low, right? Yeah. Because you're the only one who went really low. I was four, then five, then six, and eight. eight. So, yeah. Hey, let me do it again. Four, plus five, four, 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 which was uh, Armstrong's waving hello to the Winchesters. <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, so that so that's gonna wrap it up for tonight. Yeah. We've got uh, the last two episodes of the uh, of the season, I believe. Of the season. Next time. The end of season ten. So those two episodes. Episodes. <laughs> episodes are uh, 1022, The Prisoner, and 1023, Brothers Keeper. Hmm. Any hmm. predictions? Well, let's see. What did I predict last time? I predicted that, that Sam was going to get it and then Kaz was going to bring it back. Yeah. Or something like that. <laughs> so, I mean, the group? Go... No, he's going to get killed. <laughs> They could go. They could go gonna ex- kill him. They could go like extremely literally to the story, and Dean kills Sam, and then then lies about knowing where he might be. Yeah, that's that's plausible. That'd be pretty darn literal, but uh, you know they could. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a little hard to say. 
Yeah, I mean, because we did just do this, but... Yeah, we do have two I think two you all left. did... I think all of you predicted the Steins would return. And they have. Yep. They back. There's more Stein to come, I'm sure. Well, I don't know. Did they get them all? Did Dean Not get them all? Not in this episode. Oh, yeah, all right. Spoiler alert, we might sorry. have some of us seen the... I'm sorry. Well, some of us might have seen 1022, uh, sorry. I'm the only one who hasn't. I saw the beginning of it, and then I didn't finish. Because I had other stuff to watch. Lovecraft <laughs> Country is so good. Or if you like, I can cut that all out where... Sorry, <laughs> no, yeah, let do that, that because I should... <laughs> okay. I, I, they all blend together in my I head. I know, I know. So I'm not good at that. I, I was risking that all the whole time we were talking about this episode. Yeah. So, but anyway... <laughs> Yeah, I haven't watched Lovecraft Country yet because I'm just not sure I can. Oh my god, it's so good. That's what, what one on? of my friends keeps saying. It's on he's HBO. Like, oh, he's like, you would love that. it. You would love it. But I just, I, the, you know, racial tensions are spooky enough for me right now. <laughs> um, well, it's, that, so there's definitely parts that are like, you know, hard to watch. And then you're just like, ugh. But then there's like these like amazing like Afrofuturist like uh, Octavia Butler like esque things where you're just like oh this is amazing and then there's like this sojourn to Korea where you get like a fox spirit it's just it's so good it's so good hmm. and it, I mean I, is I it will continue to consider it but I I don't know and is it yeah. is it Cthulhu stuff too or is it not is it not a, not that Lovecraft so there are yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. It is that Lovecraft. Like underlying the whole story, there's like this framework of like this larger narrative that sort of fits into that sort of thing. But then it sort of breaks out into like anthology stories every episode. Well, now I feel like I'm gonna have to leave that tangent in. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> talked about it for so long. <laughs> it's so good. All right, well, uh, I think that that will wrap it up for us for this week. And uh, we can say happy hunting. Bye. Bye. Happy hunting, everybody. You've been listening to Idgitcast from quadruplez.com. Join the discussion at facebook.com slash We would love to hear from you. You can email us or send in an MP3 voice message. Please use the episode title as your subject line to help protect our newbies from spoilers. Our email address is idgitcastpodcast at gmail.com. The opening theme for Idgitcast is by Borrowed Trouble. You can find the band at borrowedtrouble.com. The lyrics and vocals are by Idgitcast founder Allie Jones, who you can learn all about by visiting imthewonderband.com. The closing music you are listening to even as I speak is Too Good, written and performed by Jack Mangan, and is used by his generous permission. You can find other music, writings, and discussions by Jack, as well as archives of his own deadpan podcast at jackmangan.com. You may wish to know more about the hosts of this show. Yvette can be heard as one of the hosts of Investigating Mars, a completed introcast about the TV series Veronica Mars, also available from quadruplez.com. And now, Yvette will tell you all about select movies from the Lifetime Network. Find out before you watch what movies have all the best people, who are the worst, who is killing who, and most of all, what, if anything, makes sense. Yvette presents this trove of information at moviesofalifetime.com. 
Bianca doesn't currently have projects available for you to find online, but all of us at Idgitcast encourage you to have a visit to your local public library. Darcy and I can also be heard on the Ghostlight Podcast, a completed intro cast for the television series Slings and Arrows. Slings and Arrows is on the Encore Plus YouTube channel, and you can hear our thoughts on the series on the Ghostlight Podcast at quadruplez.com. Is Trump sending me text messages? What? Yeah, me too. The, apparently, this uh, this message I just got in new Trump video message. And I'm not sure what it is. God, that's wild. Watch his fighting message. Fighting message. Don't watch. Okay. Delete. <clears throat> Well, it says stop to end. I suppose I could hit stop or should send stop, but I guess that means that I looked at it. Yeah, all right. All the time. Mm. I just deleted it.